Don't Do Disney Without Us. My name is Daniel. And my name is Zach. And uh, welcome back to episode two. I don't know why I said welcome back. Welcome to episode two. Welcome back if you joined us for episode one. Uh, This week we're going to talk about the things that are coming up in the coming weeks at the U.S. Disney Parks. We're also going to talk about the event of the week that happened in Disney. Actually, several events that happened this week in the Disney universe, the DCU as it were. Uh, and we'll also share with you our hero and villain for the week. Uh, we did get some feedback on episode one, though. I, I wanted to, to bring that up because it came in from a very good friend of us. Don't stop that. You just, you're just, you just want to push a button. No, I, I gave Zach control of the buttons and now he, he just wants to push a button. No, the theme song ends and it ends right there. All right. Uh, we did get some feedback this week. Do you want to hear it? I would like to hear it. Our good friend, Adam, hates the theme song. <laughs> but sure. there's, there's a reason. Be, and what is his reason? No, he hates the theme song because it, it doesn't sound like, no, I'm saying there's a reason why we have that theme song. But oh. uh, he hates it because it is, it's not very Disney-like. But you run into issues with Disney music. You, yes. Or any copyrighted music. Right. Because we are also putting this up on YouTube. Uh, YouTube has very aggressive uh, copyright filters that uh, scans for music that may be owned by someone else. We've actually had to clip out pieces of park videos before where there was just some background music that was got a copyright claim against it. So uh, we need to use something that we have the rights to use. And that particular song is one that I had from a long time ago that we had the rights to use. And it's not permanent. It's just that we needed to get past that point. It was like, I didn't want to just hold up doing everything because of... We didn't have a theme song. Yeah. So it was like, okay, this this will do for now and we'll we'll fix it later. We'll tweak it later. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Uh, so sorry, Adam. Sorry that you hate the theme song so much. That being said, if you have some uh, DRM-free Disney sounding music that you think we should use, go ahead and uh, let us know. Um, so what, uh, let's talk about the things that are coming up this coming week for the Disney parks in the U S on March 2nd, it will be the start of the food and not the food, the flower and garden festival at Epcot. I mean, there's a bunch of food booths, so you could call it the food and garden festival if you really wanted to. It's true. The flower and garden festival is going to run through July, like early July, uh, yeah, we will absolutely be there. We will absolutely have probably some haul videos and some food videos that we do from there. Uh, the menus have just come out for all the food booths, so we are pouring over those to decide what we're going to tackle and, and how many different tri- trips. We may very well also do, uh, for the Food Mind Festival a few years ago, we did a, a, a keto video. Yeah. Um, we didn't do one for the Arts and Crafts Festival, largely because we just didn't feel like doing it, but well, uh, those are also very short festivals. Arts yeah. and crafts is very short. So is the, and it's not arts and crafts, it's festival of the arts. Now I've got you doing it. Uh, also the holiday festival is very short, but for food and wine, flower and garden are both pretty long. We should probably. And they should both, both have some more varied menu options. Mm-hmm. Uh, holidays, especially yeah. is just a lot of sweets. It is. Uh, and even when we did the keto video, the, I think the takeaway from our keto, if you want to eat keto at any of the festivals going around, you can do it, but you're going to be leaving stuff on the plate. Right. So, uh, but you know, your, your, your mileage may vary. Uh, the festival of fantasy parade is returning to the magic kingdom park in Florida on March 9th. So that we haven't had a daytime parade since the pandemic. 
Correct. Uh, so yeah, we got our, our, our daytime parade, Festival of Fantasy Parade. I'm sure you know is the one that has the big Maleficent dragon that breathes fire along the route. Uh, it will be running twice daily, screaming down the parade route. In, I was going to say Main Street. I mean, it eventually gets to Main Street, but it starts in Frontierland. I don't think it's going to be screaming anywhere. There's, those floats move at about a mile an hour. Uh, but it will be... Uh, now, they're, they're, doing a, they're doing a really weird thing where they're doing it at 11.30 and 2.30 for a little while. And then they switch over to the normal, well, the pre-pandemic schedule of noon and 3 o'clock. Um, I'm curious if they're just testing to see... Like, maybe they're thinking that the parade three o'clock time for the parade is not good. Like, do you think they're, they're just dabbling with that? Like to say, Hey, would it work better if we did this at 1130? I don't know. That, that is a very odd thing to do to just own, to flip it back by half an hour mm-hmm. a week or so later. Yeah. Um, what I was not around for much of pre pandemic Disney, given that I have only lived in Florida for coming up on five years. Uh, and AJ from Disney Food Blog mentioned in her video uh, about the weekly Disney news that it's time to get back to the three o'clock parade. Has this has this three o'clock parade always been a thing? Yeah, for the most part, it's varied a little bit over the years. But for the most part, the inside joke is, hey, what time is the three o'clock parade? Um, because it starts in Frontierland at three o'clock. So by the time it gets to Main Street, it's usually about three ten, three fifteen. But uh, yeah. So people will go, hey, what time is the parade? It's three o'clock. Where's the three o'clock parade? And it's like, well, you're standing on Main Street. You got to wait. Uh, and finally, in the events that are coming up this week, the Food and Wine Festival is starting at the Disney California Adventure Park. People are going to hate that. DCA over in California on March 4th. Wait, so, why are people going to hate that? Because I called it the, the Disney California Adventure Park, which is not even what it's called. Uh, it's Disney's California Adventure. Um we, I've never been to their food and wine festival. There. I have not. Their food and wine festival, unlike our food and wine festival, runs about a month and a half, not even a month and a half. Yeah. The, my experience with Disneyland, with California parks, has exclusively been around the November, early November time frame because we used to go out for the Blizzard uh, gaming convention every year. Um and then we would just stay and go to Disneyland. Uh, and then... Uh, Thus earning it yeah. the nickname BlizzneyCon. Yeah. So I have never really done any of the festivals out there. Of course, no, we, I no longer play Blizzard games. You no longer play Blizzard games. So we're, we're not going to BlizzCon anymore. So now we could go to Disneyland, you know, as just a trip, maybe. We actually had plans back in 2020. Oh, 2020. To go to Disneyland and then maybe make a pit stop in Vegas on the way back and... Yeah. Then, you know, the less that's said about 2020, the better. But yes, um, I would be interested in going to the Food and Wine Festival at DCA just to see how it differs from the one here. From from what I can see on the food blog, they have way better food. I mean, it's California. Food California, like, is known for, you know, cuisine, right? So I, I feel like they just go the extra mile there for their, for their food. Um, and maybe because it is a shorter festival and they don't have to churn out as much of it, they they take more culinary risks. Although, I feel like food and wine especially is the festival where they do take some risks. Yeah, there's but there's not, been some things we've tried at food and wine that, that have been very different from yeah, your standard Disney offerings. California Parks had a peanut butter pickle dish. It was, it was a, a, a 
pickle covered in peanut butter and then deep fried or something. They had it for, I mean, yeah, they take crazy risks out there, which I mean, I'm all for it, but all right, let's talk. Those are the things that are coming up for the week, but let's talk about the week that happened this past week. Uh, I don't think there was a bigger Disney story out there than the opening, uh, not the opening, the, the media preview of the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel here in Florida. Um, so this is the Star Wars Galactic uh, Star Cruiser Hotel. If you if you somehow are living under a rock somewhere, this is a hotel experience that is more of an interactive game for two days. Uh, it's a fully immersive Star Wars experience is how they're billing it. Um, and had you asked me, I don't know, even a month ago, if it was something that I would consider doing, I would have given a hard pass only because Star Wars is not my jam. Like Star Wars is not the thing that, that gets me going, right? If, if it was a Star Trek thing, uh, or maybe a Harry Potter thing, or if it was a Marvel thing, I, I would be all in on that. So basically... Disney needs to build this exact same thing in one of the California parks where they have the theme park rights to the Avengers and then we'll go. Yeah. But no, no, let me, let me finish my thought here though. I think after watching the videos from the media preview, which, which were unembargoed uh, uh, on Friday so that we could start seeing them on Friday on YouTube, after watching Disney food blog, ordinary adventures and several other ones that I've seen on there, I really kind of want to do it. I think it looks really cool. I love the the gaming aspect of it. I love the uh, just the the whole concept of the immersion in it with the characters that are walking around that you're actually interacting with the data pad missions that you go on that you you get your own missions that maybe someone else didn't get. Uh, the cool in room AI. I would sit there and talk to that lady for hours. Um, <laughs> the it just looked really really cool. So I kind of want to do it, but I'm not, I don't want to do it so badly that I'm willing to, you know, to be one of the first people to do it while they have, while they have the prices really high. And this let me, is, uh, yeah. th- I, this is news to me because yeah. I, I was going into it thinking we still weren't even thinking about possibly maybe doing this sometime down the line, even when they've lowered the prices. I, I feel like if they were to do, you know, like one of their Florida resident specials, I mean, we're talking like a year or two from now when when, when they found, when after they, the initial yeah, hype, when they no longer have people that are willing to pay the prices that are for now, for, for the two of us to do galactic star cruisers, the prices start at $4,800. So, um, I would say though, if there was a 35% discount on that, like a 35% Florida resident discount, I would, I would consider it. I would, I would consider that as a anniversary or a birthday, birthday or, or Christmas, yeah, something like that. Or a combination anniversary, birthday, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And I know that, I know it sounds really expensive, but really when you, you know, the Grand Floridian's really expensive too. It's eight hundred and fifty dollars a night, and that doesn't include your food, right? The, the Galactic right. Star Cruiser includes all your food and beverages, other than alcohol, for for two days. Um, yeah, it, but it just seems really cool. I mean, the the I, I just I think what they did here is amazing. Uh, just from the videos that I've seen of it, uh, I can see how if I were a Star Wars fan, I would be lining up to do that. That does seem really, really cool. And I think a lot of the comments against it nowadays are solely based on price. They're just, they're solely based on price. People keep throwing out the $6,000 number, which is for a family of four. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and we'll not, I mean, we're, we're, we're not going to sugarcoat it. 4,800 to $6,000. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah. But it's also a 
premium experience where you have actors interacting with you for two days. And it's a, it's a crazy premium thing, right? It's, I don't know how you do that on the cheap. And at least if you look at the bookings that they have now, they're sold out for all of March, all of April, most of May, all of June. And uh, so you have to wait until like July really before you have a, a large offering of dates to go in there. So clearly the price point is not so bad that people aren't willing to pay it. Uh, but what I wanted to say about that was if, if that's your only complaint about it is the price, it's like anything else. It's supply and demand. Once the demand for it drops, which the, the demand is sky high right now, but once that demand drops, of course they're going to discount it. Of course they're going to, to offer. It's like the Grand Floridian is $859 a night, as I told you. But if you go in mid-February, uh, you know, you may find a Florida resident discount that's going to get you that room for $600 a night something like that. Still more than we'll ever pay to stay there, mind you, but it's, well, it's hard when you live this close right? to justify, I, I'm going to pay $600 a night to go an hour away from my house. Right. That, that's, that's a, that's a tough one. Like I, I would consider like the, the California hotels, we might splurge there. Right. Cause we're, we're actually, we can't just run home. Right. Uh, anyway, so the, the, what did you think of the, I, I know you haven't been watching the videos as much as I have, but what have you thought of the things that you have seen? Uh, the things that I have seen, it's very, very, very much a land cruise. Mm-hmm. I do wish that there were some sort of window somewhere. It does kind of seem a little bit like you're in a bunker at times. What are you talking about? A very themed bunker, mind you. Those when you're in the atrium and in, in the main, atrium, those are all windows. They're looking out on space, but they're, they're all, you're in space. So you're seeing the planet that you're on. As you continue through the cruise, the, the windows are moving with you. Like, you know, when the ship goes to hyperspace, everyone's windows show hyperspace. But, so there's windows in your cabin that look out into space. And like, I know that ordinary adventures, when they woke up on day two, Batu was outside their window, right? The, when they looked in the cabin out their window, there was a planet. And there's like, oh, that's Batu. We've, we've arrived. So, yeah. I mean, if you're going in for the immersion. Right. Yeah. But no, um, I could see us enjoying it. Definitely not at the price point that they want for it right now, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like Rise of the Resistance. Yes. We're not huge Star Wars fans. Yes. But when we have ridden Rise of the Resistance, which we've done several times, we have enjoyed it. We've noticed new things every time. Yeah. And this very much... As you said, there's a lot of replayability to this two-day game because there are different storylines and different characters that you can interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I can I can see us doing it. I, I think my fear was, and the reason I would have said no a month ago, is because I'm not steeped in Star Wars lore, right? So, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, I, I, I can't tell you who, who Honda Wanaka is or... Yeah. But I, but, but I think what's neat about the Star Cruiser is you really don't need to, right? The, the main movie characters that are involved in the Star Cruiser are uh, C-3PO, R2-D2, Chewbacca, uh, Rey, and Kylo Ren. It's like, those are your movie characters that are involved. And, it's like, and I know who they are, right? I, I don't know everything about them, but I know, oh, he's bad, she's good. They're, <laughs> they're right? <laughs> it's like, I know what the Millennium Falcon is, right? So, I, I mean, I've watched Star Wars. I like Star Wars. I, it's just not my jam. It's not like a, a big thing for me. So now watching it, most of the characters that you interact with are unique to the Star Cruiser and they come with their own backstories. 
And as long as you have a passing familiarity with Star Trek, like, you know, First Order with, bad. With Star Trek? Did I say Star Trek? You did say Star Sorry. Trek. As long as you have a passing familiarity with Star Wars, you know, First Order bad, Resistance good, Jedis, woo-woo, whatever. It's like, as long as you know these things, then I think, I think it works. So, anyway. That, and everything I'm seeing about the food says the food is amazing, which, again, for that price, it better be. But yeah, I think when, when a Disney food blog probably said it the best, it's not, don't think of it as a hotel stay. It is a mixture of dinner theater, uh, escape room and LARPing it. And it's the one thing that I have heard from everyone of the videos that I've seen is it's exhausting. It's like, there are so many side missions and, and that you can end up on everyone in your party can end up on their own little side missions and do things. Um, so it can be very, you know, it can be as immersive as you want it to be. And, uh, so and I just found out today that, that some of the missions don't even, you leave the ship, you go down to Batu and, and complete the missions down on Batu, which I thought was kind of cool. So it kind of brings the parks into the, into the storytelling. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, there's no denying it was the biggest news of the week as far as Disney goes. So the other news that we have for Disney this week is there are pass holder magnets. <laughs> there are, there are new pass holder <laughs> magnets coming out, I believe starting March 2nd. Yeah. At Disney Springs. So, oh, we should have put it on new coming this week. Although I have a feeling most people watching are, or most people listening to this podcast are not annual pass holders. Um, if you are a Disney World annual pass holder, you know that we get magnets, bumper sticker magnets for our cars. It's kind of a cheap little gift that they give us uh, several times a year to, you know, oh, look, we're giving you things. Um, they go on our refrigerator. <laughs> our refrigerator is covered with them. They are. Um, but the new one is going to be released at Disney Springs. Prior to this, all of the magnets have always been released in the parks. Right. Uh, so you would go to the park to get your magnet and you would wait in this ridiculously long line to get your magnet. But Disney's solving that problem. Yeah, they are. There's a virtual queue involved with this. So if you are going to Disney Springs to get your annual pass magnet, uh, there is a virtual queue that you can join on your Disney app to get a callback time to get your magnet. And you can join that queue within a 40 mile radius of Disney Springs. So as long as you are on your way to Disney Springs, you can join Springs. You can join that virtual queue. So when you're stuck in traffic on I-4 trying to get to Disney Springs, as long as you're within 40 miles, which for us is basically Plant City. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Somewhere around there, Lakeland or Plant City or something yeah. like that. The, and they uh, give you a one hour window to return and pick up your magnet. One magnet per pass holder. All pass holders must be present and you can loop multiple people in if you're friends with them and they've shared all their plans with you on my Disney experience. Well, there you go. Um, the other big Disney news that happened this week, the movie free guy, which was uh, released in August in theaters has come to Disney plus. So if you, like us, did not go to theaters in August. And uh, probably won't go to theaters ever again. Uh, well, not because of COVID. That's just because, wait, you mean I could just do this at home and not like stress out about making it to a place on the right time? And like and, and it, drink and get up and pause the movie when I want. Yeah, and have people behind me that are coughing and, you know, eating loud food or just talking during the movies. Ah, no. I'm all for the at-home experience. Uh, anyways, Free Guy just came out on Disney Plus this week. Uh, we watched it last night. Zach promptly fell asleep, so he is not someone that can talk to you about this movie. 
What I did see was quite hilarious. It stars Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Reynolds is usually very funny in the movies that he is in. Yeah, it, it is a unique premise. I, I I knew nothing about the movie other than Ryan Reynolds was in it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked the, the premise of it. I liked the, the movie. I mean, it's not Academy Award winning, you know, Pulitzer winning writing or anything <laughs> like that. It's, it's, a, it's a cute, I don't even want to call it science fiction because it's, it, it involves a video game character. So Ryan Reynolds is a video game character who achieves sentience. That's, that's the premise of the movie. Uh, it's, it's really well done. It's, I, I, I liked it a lot. So I'll have to watch it again before like 10 o'clock at night so I can watch it and not fall asleep. That is the, those are the events that happened this week that we took note of. And, uh, there you go. If you, if you want to tell us something or let us know that you disagree with us in any way, shape or form, you can always send us an email. It is don't do Disney at gmail.com. Or, or you can just see us. If you see us, you can tell us, hey, I hate that. Or you're absolutely <laughs> wrong about X or Y. Um, but only those two letters of the alphabet, the rest are fine. Correct. So let's get to our heroes and villains of the week. We started with villains last week. Are we going to do that again? We can start with heroes this week. We'll start with the heroes this week. Uh, you started that week last week, so I will go this week. My hero of the week is a little AI droid called D309. Uh, who I am madly in love with. This is the Halcyon. That's the name of the Star Cruiser, is the Halcyon. Uh, it is its equivalent of Alexa. It's available in every room on the Star Cruiser. You can talk to uh, D309. And it is a voice recognition AI system that will answer your questions and tell you what's coming up on your itinerary, as well as like give you hints on some of the missions that you might be on. Uh, so it's completely tailored to you. And the reason it's my hero of the week is because interactivity in a theme park has always been something that people value, right? To 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 go into, let's say, Batu and interact with cast members who are in character is a cool experience. People line up to talk to Elsa or Anna or, you know, these are these are things that people value is interacting with with these characters. But you can't do that at scale, right? It's very difficult to do at scale. That's why there's three-hour-long lines to to get Anna's autograph. Or you know, uh, this opens up that this AI like is a window into how you can perform interactivity at scale. Imagine, I don't know, five six years from now. Uh, I'm by the way, I'm very optimistic when it comes to tech. In reality, we're probably talking ten years from now. But imagine that on your app, on your phone, on your Disney app. You had at your, you know, at your command, a Disney cast member that you could ask any question of that they would tell you uh, things about the places that you are during the day um, without necessarily having to look down your phone, right? You could have it in your, you have your earbud in, whatever, but they could tell you, oh, by the way, you know, Germany, you're in the Germany pavilion. Did you know that blah, 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 blah is happening? Or by the way, there's a, 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 a band that's about to play at this pavilion and you're only like, you know, 300 steps away. You're only 300 feet away from it. You should go and check that out right there. Imagine that, that you have a, a, a cast member in your pocket that not only knows what you like, but where you are and the things that are going on around you. It really starts to open up a really cool um, interactive experience that you could have uh, at scale. Like everyone could have their own personal Disney assistant with them. 
while they're at the parks. I think that's super cool. And I think D309 is the, the first step into that. I've, I've gone on for this. I've gone on about this too long. So it's Genie Plus Plus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's my hero of the week. Who's your hero of the week? Keeping with the theme of the Galactic Star Cruiser, my hero of the week are all the cast members who, cast members, Imagineers, everyone who worked on this project and finally got to see it come to completion. And it's not officially open yet, but, you know, open for the media and the influencers and the people that were on it this week. And every single person I've seen in any of the videos has been nothing but the consummate professional and are taking their roles 100% seriously to give you that immersive feeling that you will be paying for. Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about pay, that's the big complaint right now is the price point of that. It's like, yeah, but you, the media people couldn't tell us whether it was worth it or not because they didn't pay for it. But let me just say this, whether something is worth a cost or not is so totally subjective. There are so many factors. Um, You know, I have looked before at luxury automobiles and I look at the price tag on them. There's no way I would ever pay that much money for that. It's just not worth it to me. So in my mind, you know, a a $75,000 BMW, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's not something that I would even entertain because it's not worth it to me. Um, So it's subjective is what I'm trying to say. It's like the the whole concept of whether it's worth $4,300 or $4,500 to $6,000 if, if that's worth it for you for the two, that is totally subjective. So they really can't answer that question. The only person that can answer that question is you. Right. So, anyway, I'm sorry. I'll get off my soapbox now. We don't have one. Uh, my villain of the week is just something that's stupid and petty and it shouldn't bother me, but it absolutely does. I was watching, I watch a lot of YouTube and uh, we have an RV. So I watch a lot of RV channels, on YouTube and someone recently, one of my RV channels that I watch went to Fort Wilderness and they were talking about their trip to Disney and they were giving out Disney tips. But in the middle of their Disney tips, uh, they talked about Cinderella's castle and it just went straight through me. That's my villain of the week. Um, for whatever reason, since time and memoriam, uh, buildings have been singular. That is why it is Buckingham Palace, not Buckingham's Palace. That's why it's Windsor Castle, not Win, not Windsor's Castle. That's why it's Cinderella Castle and Sleeping Beauty Castle. Right. That's why it is the Empire State Building, not the Empire's State Building. It is not possessive. It is so. The name of the building is Cinderella Castle, and uh, in California, it is Sleeping Beauty Castle. There is no possession on it. It's not. It's, it's the name of the building. Anyway, I don't know why that bugs me, but it really does bug me. Uh, she also called Florida the happiest place on earth, but that's a topic for another day that uh, we, won't, we won't even go into. So, what, who was your villain of the week? My villain of the week are the people in the group of media and influencers, although apparently it was only the influencers because the media didn't have access, who went into the store mm-hmm. on the Halcyon, bought merchandise, and immediately put it up on eBay. Yes. Or three or four or five times the price. I mean. Resellers need to kick rocks. <laughs> so. Especially so, ones selling exclusive merchandise that isn't available to the people who have already paid for it. Well, not the merchandise, the trip. But mm-hmm. it, 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 it's just, it rubs me the wrong way 
Disney needs to go find those people and revoke their media access. Wow. It, it, it's wrong. I feel like I, I dislike the resellers for like the stuff that you can buy in the park, like the stuff that everybody can buy in the park. I dislike like, like when they announced the Splash Mountain retheme and these people went and bought every single plushie of Rare Rabbit ever made. Like we, we saw videos of people walking out with boxes, unopened boxes of those you know, out of the park uh, specifically to put up on eBay and to resell. Um, and that, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but that's a violation of your annual pass terms and you can and should have your annual pass revoked if you do that. If you took the annual pass discount. Correct. Um, I don't know that this bothers me that much because the, the Star Cruiser opens next week and there's plenty of that merchandise. I don't know that those astronomical numbers are going to, I don't think they're going to sell. I think we should keep an eye on eBay. I don't but think they have. Much. Oh, they have. Yes. Oh, well, there you go. Shows you what I know. <laughs> uh, so people that are complaining about the price of the hotels are willing to pay three times the price for the merchandise. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Uh, that is it for this week. Uh, put a button on it. Like I said before, if you want to email us, it is don't do Disney at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check out our YouTube channel, WDW Aristocrats. That you may is, even be watching this there. You might be. Uh, if you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, please go and leave us a review. We really, really do appreciate it. And it helps our podcast get a little bit more visibility so that other folks can find it. So if you take a few moments, leave it doesn't have to be big. It can be like, hey, Zach's really awesome, and I wish Daniel would shut up. Something like that. doesn't matter. Uh, it, anything that you want to leave there is absolutely fine. We do appreciate it. And uh, until next week, we will talk to you again. And remember, that, that was such a – I don't know how to end the show. Is it <laughs> – what do we say? Don't do Disney. Without us. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com.